Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Some questions come up when you search Mario. So no, Super Mario. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run them past you given you're a Mario expert, okay? Not an expert, but sure. Who is older, Mario or Luigi? Hmm. I want to say Mario. Yes. Well, apparently the twins. Hmm. Not sure about that. Is Mario Italian or Japanese? Well, it depends. He's Italian, but he was created by someone in Japan. So, like, mm. intrinsically, he's Japanese because that's where he was birthed. But he speaks with an Italian accent, so I think that's a trick question. And he's from, well, in the movies at least, he's from Brooklyn as well. In the movie, though. But, like, that's not it's not him. Do you know what Mario's full name is? Isn't that, like, Mario Mario or something? Yeah, and then it's Luigi Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Two, two more questions for you. Okay. Is Mario 50 years old? <laughs> Why in, is it so specific? In what Why iteration? Apparently, he's supposed to be around 25. He doesn't look it. Which still feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Last question for you. Mm -hmm. Is Wario Italian or German? I think he's Italian too, isn't he? Yeah, apparently he was originally considered to be German, but they just developed him as Italian. Why? So there you go. What animal is Yoshi? Yoshi, if you pronounce it correctly. Yoshi is a fictional dinosaur. All right. Shall we do the podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Hello there, everybody in the wide, wide world. My name is Lonnie. Her name is Sine. How are you, Sine? I'm fine, thank you. I did just wake up, full disclosure, about 10 minutes ago. So we're getting some real, like I've still got my sleepy voice on. Just some real off-the-cuff thoughts, which... I think is the best way to record a podcast when it's being saved forever. I don't know about you. By the way, Sine sets the schedule, so she set this up to be. Yeah, well, that's because before my COVID decided to give me COVID insomnia. So you know, how was I supposed to know that was supposed to happen last night? Yeah, fair enough. But we're here. We're ready to talk about Super Mario Brothers, the recent animated movie. It's going to clock in at over a billion dollars, apparently, today. That feels mm-hmm. that. Cool. <laughs> You're a big fan <laughs> of the Mario franchise. Can you give us a quick rundown on your experiences with Mario? Okay. My experience with Mario, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about the pod before, but for any new listeners and to contextualize my opinion of the film. So, as a child, much like many people, we had pretty much every Nintendo console, um, which meant that we had every Mario game. Super Mario World is the best. I'm not going to fight anyone about it because I know that I'm right. Um, and basically 
that was my childhood, was playing Nintendo with my dad or my sister. And then when I would get to a level in Mario, like the castle, like Bowser's castle, that were really hard for me to do as a child or that I got really scared doing, I would ask dad to complete the level for me. (laughs) Um, And I just have a lot of happy memories about it. And um, like we've played it together since those new little mini NESs came out, which was fun. It's just holds a really special place in my childhood sort of landscape. So much so that the first family pet that we got, we named him Yoshi. Um, so I have a, a lot of, yeah, nostalgia connected to these characters and to this game, these versions of the games. Um, but oddly, I sort of, I don't feel either annoyed at this movie or pleased by it. I think I just detached myself from this film because I knew that I don't think I was going to like it. And so rather than getting upset by it, I just sort of nothing it. Okay. I don't know why. So where are you, so where are you sitting at it? You didn't, you're just appreciating. I, I don't, it's not a great movie, but I'm not going to get upset by it because I don't think I, I think I knew that it wasn't going to be a great movie. I was preparing myself, I think. Do you think it went woke? Because uh, a female character, because yeah, it just exists. <laughs> yeah, woman so, breathes. Conservative uh, alt right people workism. Now you touched upon some interesting elements there, whereby I think the film is like ticks a lot of the boxes of what you'd want from a Super Mario Brothers movie, right? Mm-hmm. Looks beautiful. It has so many recognisable elements from the Mario universe that, you know, you, if you're a fan of that universe, you're definitely going to see stuff here that and appreciate those aspects. Mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, the box it didn't tick was an interesting story. Yeah. I think... <sighs> so, long-term listeners of the show will know that we love Paddington, and we also love a little movie called Boss Baby. And recently, Lonnie and I watched Boss Baby 2 together. And we sort of discussed the difference between that and the first one being, oh, the second one is a kid's movie in the sense that it doesn't really engage with any themes, sort of just is there for the poo jokes and the little laughs for the kids, and doesn't really have a higher message for any adults watching. And I feel like that's what this film is. Like, we tick off all the things the little kids in the cinema can go, oh, my God, that's that's that thing. He's using a blue shell. Like, we do when we play Mario Kart. But that's all it was. It was like the production had a list, like a checklist, right? And it's like, have we included something about Rainbow Road? Yes. Have we included the blue shell? Yes. Do we have the pipe sound effect? Yes. Do we have Yoshi making a cameo? Yes. Do we have Toad? Yes. Do we have people saying our princess is in another castle? Yes. And literally just went down the checklist and then that's what this movie is. Yeah. And it, no, no real, like, wit to it. Nothing. No. Nothing much, like, no much cleverness. There's no just depth. kind of recognition. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not really sure, like, what it was about. 
Like, what mm. was Mario trying to overcome? Kind of, he had some bullies and he... He was trying to get his brother back. I think his, you know, it was a mission to, to save Luigi. Yeah. That's about it though, right? Yeah. Level yeah. Kind of wanted to prove himself to his um, family, I suppose. Mm. Um, but, yeah, as Mr. Sunday said, when he comes back and defeats Bowser in Brooklyn when that happens towards the end of the film it's like everyone's cheering him like do they know what's happened here yeah they haven't <laughs> seen they any of it all of a sudden there's a big dinosaur and then a guy running around in overalls yeah I don't know if I'd be I'd be cheering in that situation yeah it just it just felt like it was a bit cheap right they just mm. wanted to sort of um really hit all those beats without earning them yeah it just it was very maybe that's why I I'm my brain is preventing me from engaging with it because it's just it's not really anything it's not really a film to me it's a list of references yeah and i kind of want a bit more than recognition yeah having said that i think kids obviously are loving it and yes. that's fine right yeah that's fine they're gonna have a completely different experience of super mario brothers to what yeah we do should we talk about the original Super Mario film? I feel like we kind of need to because our childhood had a film iteration of Mario and it was uh, it was a bit bit cray-cray. It was terrible. <laughs> Watching it as a kid, and you, get, you really can't. Why is it so you weird? You really have to stretch to, to appreciate how it is the same. Why world. is it so weird? Why is it Why so dark? Why... Was it like a fever dream? But it's a kid's movie. <laughs> so, like, this is almost another correction to that. There's yes. nothing here that you wouldn't recognise from mm. a Mario game. Very weird, that movie. I don't know if I ever want to go back and watch it. Got bad memories of it. I wonder if we could talk about the voice cast here. Is the name? Mm-hmm. I think they're a bit wasted, to be honest. And I think the, the problem is that a lot of them are just famous people who are doing voices rather than voice actors. <sighs> Have we spoken about the Robin Williams thing before? Probably, but you may as well mention it now. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, I think, um, has done a video, which I will link in the show notes, about Aladdin. And... Um, Robin Williams obviously voiced the genie in that film and he was cautious about having actors with just name recognition playing animated characters just to get money um and had a lot of fights with Disney over merchandise selling which he you know signed on under a particular set of circumstances and they effed up basically but um this is his nightmare. This is what he anticipated was the pathway that film was going down and has gone down. Voice actors are incredible and they're very skilled at this. And I think in a movie where I didn't even remember that Anya Taylor-Joy was in it, it's not necessary to have her then, right? Right. Anyone could have been playing Princess Peach. There's nothing metatextual there that's being added. There's nothing interesting. There's no sort of casting against type. It's just nothing. So what's the point well, actually, then? They did her a disservice. Mm. They gave her a nothing character, unfortunately. 
Yeah. I mean, Ashley can be so interesting and has developed so many interesting characters on screen mm-hmm. recently. Um, the Chris Pratt thing, like, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great, was he? I didn't have an issue with him as much as everybody else does. I just don't think Chris Pratt when I think Mario, though. No, neither. I still don't, even having seen that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, again, I didn't, like, yeah, Chris Pratt too, sure. Why not? You know? And But on the same token, Jack Black is there as Bowser, and he's pretty much playing Jack Black as Bowser. Yes. So I have thoughts about this. I love Jack Black, okay? So much. School of Rock is one of our favourite movies of all time. I love that they got him to sing. But that song is the laziest. <laughs> did Was that improv? And they're like, oh, yeah, let's use it. Rather than, did they run out of time in the day? And they're like, quick, we've just got to do something. It's just like, uh peaches 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 that's all i can think of there are no other lyrics other than peach what was that yeah, weird. but you wouldn't have had any other voice actor doing that it's just because it's jack black yes which is I not agree. necessarily a bad thing but it took me out of it a bit yeah yeah for sure i think it's meant to though i think it's meant to take you out of it because i think it's meant to be like hey by the way we've got jack black for this film so we're going to get him to do a little jack black thing for the adults in the room yeah, but then undercuts his scariness mm-hmm. of the character. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong as well. Cool, sure. I guess. <laughs> I, don't know. I like Seth Rogen, but I don't know. I'm not coming away being in love with any of their performances, to be honest. No, neither. We talked a little bit about the plot as well. I said to you at the time. What plot? In my mind, this is definitely going to be... Um, something that the pitch meeting video will touch upon and mm. definitely did so mario turns up he's a stranger to this kingdom he breaks into the castle at first they want to like um attack him or arrest him but then peach is like oh no you're a human as well so that's all cool okay cool you're you're the same race so that <laughs> that's fine some crazy psychopath has broken <laughs> his way into your castle that's supposed to be guarded and yeah. has come and seen you and touched you, you wouldn't be a little bit freaked out by that? No, and then just before that, she... I didn't mind the idea of, like, she is the only sort of person with common sense in this world because everyone else are mm-hmm. mushroom people and they're kind of they're quite naive and gullible or whatever. Yeah. Except for their general of the army. <laughs> yes. And they, her thing, she's like, okay, i got to go uh, talk to the, the Kongs mm-hmm. for um, help. It's pretty urgent, right, if, if Bowser is taking over the entire universe. Yeah, and they're going to get them next after they do the mm-hmm. Toyland. And she goes, yeah. <clears throat> I'll leave in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Any good night's sleep. Yeah. And then I'm going to train this Mario guy as well. Not only that, she tries to train him. She's like, I'll only take you with me if you can pass this course. Mm-hmm. He never passes the course. <laughs> and she's like, I guess you can come anyway. Why? What? That was so weird. Why? Make her go by herself, make him, you know, force his way along, and if that's supposed to be the dynamic, because that she's really capable, but he's, you know, just Ken, he's just Mario or something, you know? <laughs> but no, it's kind of like she's very capable and doesn't need him, but she knows that he's the main character of the movie, so he has to be yeah. on the ride and be the one who wins at the end of the day. But she says she can complete the course no problem. She did it the first time. 
Why isn't she fighting Donkey Kong to get uh-huh. win their army? Like, because they want to make her have some sort of agency because they know that the original mm. character doesn't have any. But then they're like, hmm, it is a Mario movie, though. We can't have it be all about Peach. Well, yeah, they, they obviously wanted to avoid her being a temple in distress who just needs saving from Mario. Yeah. But then kind of removes the point of Mario, right? Yep. And I've spoken before on this podcast about, you know, a bit sick of adventure movies, people mm-hmm. just going on a sort of journey or whatever. I think I would have liked seeing that with Mario and Luigi on adventure in Mushroom Kingdom because they split them up straight away. Yeah. And then awkwardly put Mario in with Peach and there's not much chemistry between those characters. No. Toad's just hanging around as well. Not really. Yeah, fun. just being sort of annoying yeah. and saying funny things. And yeah, I love yeah, Keegan-Michael Key, but it it's, yeah, wasn't a great yeah. performance. Compare it to the adventure that, you know, Trick and Noki go on in Trek when they're, they're mm, funny, mm-hmm. they've got things going on, there's, there's real drama and stakes. There's nothing like that here. No. And really, let's let's face it, remove anything to do with Mario. This movie's terrible and I want to watch it. Yeah. If it was any other characters, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just a random new movie with different people. Yeah, for sure. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sure. I think a bit of the problem is that um, they're not active characters. Like, things happen to them. Luigi and Mario stumble upon the pipe, which, you know, links to Mushroom Kingdom and then just happen to, like, a lot of things are decided for them. They're not really propelling the narrative forward too much. Um, And I remember thinking, like, toward the end when they all of a sudden they're fighting with Bowser and then all of a sudden get back, you know, pushed back into Brooklyn, I had a moment where I was like, oh, I guess the movie's finishing now. I thought that big fight was going to be a bit bigger. I thought we were doing something a bit more, but okay, clearly it's over. It's over. It's done. Credits are rolling. Yeah. And I'm a bit yeah. like, okay, well, but that was it. <laughs> we, we like a tight 90, but I would like some more character development and you know, I wouldn't mind 110 minutes if it means it's going to be a bit more fleshed out. I'd like I'd it to not me, end but... 30 seconds after, like during the climax of the film. Yeah. How bizarre. Strange. I think the biggest sort of slap in the face that I can't look past, mm. Yoshi. Mm. How do you make... But but even if he's not, right? How do you make a Mario movie 
and not include a the best objectively best character and b the cutest character and c they're going on a journey so maybe they would like some transportation then you can do all the cool things with the different shells that Yoshi can have. Like, if he swallows a blue shell, he gets wings and he can fly. Like, why would you not have that in your film? All you have is a one-second moment that I half missed about, oh, we're trekking through the forest and, oh, there's different Yoshis drinking from a stream. That was literally it. it. The sequel, I suppose. <sighs> you're mad. I'm not, I can tell you're mad. Yeah. Maybe I don't nothing this movie. Maybe I am really angry about it, and I just need to talk about it. Um, one thing I want to mention is the weirdness with the soundtrack. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> Barrio is so well known for having a really interesting and distinctive music, right? Yes, um, we all love the music, and we can all know it. And they do some interesting um, orchestral remixes, which are really great. But then they just keep throwing in like. Suicide Squad style needle drops every five minutes. Yeah, see, really I well known songs. I think of it as Guardian style because I think Guardians one was like the first one that did that, right? Um, ironic that Chris Pratt's in this too, mm. and I didn't mind it. But after watching Mister Sunday, he's like, they're all mm. the most um, obvious songs. It's like we need a song about a hero. Yeah, holding so, out for a hero. Holding out for a hero. Yeah. And Thunderstruck when there's a... Yes, lightning shit. storm or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I totally agree with. I didn't mind it as much in the moment, but looking back, I reckon you could have done something really cool with all the different theme songs of the different Mario adaptations. So mm-hmm. there's Dr. Mario, right, which is essentially a bit like Tetris um, on the first NES. And that, a few years ago... Remember someone wrote some lyrics to it in like a meme sort of situation yeah. thing where it was, I am Dr. Mario and I am saving lives. Um, <laughs> I reckon you could do something really fun with all the different iterations and the different themes from the movies that he'd been in, in your soundtrack. Like, I don't know if I wanted them to create lyrics to it necessarily, but I just think there's an opportunity there to do something a bit more interesting and instead they went the sort of generic, um, mm. the done thing today is just pay a couple of mil to have, you know, three really big songs. And everyone knows these songs, so it'll bring a bit of energy to the film. You know. Yeah, totally. Get, and call it, it done. Learned the wrong lesson from Guardians because all those yes. songs were selected for a purpose. It was narratively driven as well. Yeah, and they were used so well. And... Everyone loves those songs because they were kind of well-known, some of them, but some of them yes. weren't so well-known, so like, you're getting a cool mix. And they had a bit of a resurgence. And also, it was the first sort of film to do that because before that, we had all these sort of very serious Marvel superhero or DC superhero films that didn't have, you know, pop music in them, pop culture references or anything. So it was a very new thing. But it doesn't feel fresh and new when it's the 17th film to do it now. And that, that video you just mentioned about seeing the lyrics of the Dr. Mario theme, mm. that shows more like intelligence and humour than this whole movie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we've been crapping on it a bit here, but it was still an inter- a fun, fun afternoon of the movies. Turn your brain off a little bit, you know, and just yeah. watch some really great animation. 
just you know, well Lonnie anyway. accidentally bought us tickets to a 3d session so <laughs> no there's nothing wrong with that I, I don't think i've seen a 3d movie in like at least a decade honestly i can't remember what the last one i saw would have been you and i we think we saw independence day sequel we did in 3d <laughs> okay doing i'll take your word for it your dad got us free tickets something Sounds like him. <laughs> Obviously left an impression on you. Obviously. I will talk about the one thing that I did like about the film, which was there's that opening sequence when they're travelling through Brooklyn. Yeah. After they complete their... Their car doesn't work or something to get to the plumbing job. I can't remember. Mm. And it's like platform game style where... Mm the camera is on a track in commas because it's animated but and we're just tracking across a linear sort of plane um and there's little pipes and there's like little blocks that he has to jump on top of and that was good that was great but that's what that's that's the movie you just done the whole movie in a three minute sequence yeah better than the rest of the movie so almost you could have just created a little short or you know what they could have done? They could have done something similar to the little Doug spin-off TV series from Up, mm. where it's just sort of little moments, um, sort of what's it called, like serial television-wise, where it's just these two brothers who are being called out on plumbing jobs, right? And each episode is like a different job. And then you could incorporate levels into each episode you know what i mean like they have to they're going to a to a haunted house which can be like the ghost castle and Mm. realize they have to keep watching the ghost because when you turn your back they run up and come and get you i think that could have been interesting like a little a little mini series a little like kids tv sort of situation Mm. you know because that was the best bit about the film but if you have that, you don't need the rest of the film. I think even just engaging with the Mushroom Kingdom would have been more interesting. Sort of, he plops into that world and then has to go on adventure straight away. Yeah. But then, yeah, everything's really fast and um, formulaic from there, sadly. Hmm. I mean, it's a shame. But I also think it doesn't matter because... This is what will be this generation's Mario movie. And it has everything that they recognize from the games. Mm. And that's all that they need, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> because it's from it's based on a, you know, a text that's been around for 30 years and people do it when they're kids and so they come back to it when they're older. Mm. Um, like people are probably engaging and reviewing. Like we are a kids movie where normally, you know, we wouldn't normally be reviewing a Peppa Pig's episode and saying it's not meeting all these standards that we would expect from, um, you know, a, a piece of media. But just because Mario, we are doing that. Yeah. That said, it could have been better. Like Pixar makes great kids' movies. Well, I was even thinking about, like, Lego Batman. Mm. How clever that movie is and how many references they managed to put in but in a natural way that suits the narrative and how funny it is. Like, this movie was so nothing. Like, I never, I don't think I've ever laughed. I don't think I ever mm. felt near crying. Like, it didn't really elicit any emotional response from me. 
Um, but Lego Batman's still a kid's movie and the kids are like, oh, that's Batman and that's his little Batcave. And I remember playing Lego Batman on, what do the kids play yeah. these days? <laughs> whatever their console of choice is. <laughs> the fancy Xbox, or the fancy PlayStation, whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just nothing to it. And funnily enough, I just read this quote from um, Josh Spiegel from Flash Film. Mm-hmm. who says, you know, he said, Peach not ne- being near rescuing is unquestionably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film had an exceedingly straightforward narrative, characters lacking complexity, and Pratt's performance as Mario was plainly heroic. He concludes that this movie exists, and that's about as high as it aspires. Yeah. Yep, it it happened. It happened. They made a movie. Money. Yep. But things recognize... And you can't help but think that they're going to make another one with even more things you recognize. So, forward to that. I won't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's turned me off rushing back to the cinema to see number two or a Donkey Kong spin-off or something because they've set it up as kind of boring blandness. Yeah. Mm. Do you think it's an issue that because we've aged out of this? Maybe, but I think even... Kids would find it boring. Yeah. At a certain point after like, you know, 10 plus. I think the thing I'm sort of grappling with is I think me, I as a person, am sort of prime real estate to love this film, right? I've got an emotional connection to the character that touches on nostalgia. I like watching kids' films that have a bit of depth to them. You know, you and I cover a really wide spectrum of films on this podcast from boss baby two to once upon a time in hollywood you know um so they don't have to win to get me to come i'm already coming but they didn't give me anything in return you know and if they can't get me in someone who loves this character and has a connection to it and is poised to like it I don't know what hope they have of getting anyone else, mm. you know. It's funny they talk about screenwriting lectures and even you know any any filmmaking um, advice is always engaged with this the characters. Mm-hmm. It should be character led because that's how you get emotions and that's how the audience will become engaged. Yeah. Rather than plot driven stories. Mm-hmm. And in the abstract, that doesn't make much sense. It's kind of hard to think about when you're writing. I think. But this film was a good example of that. The plot happens to the characters rather than the characters' emotions and needs um, driving the plot. It's interesting. I've been listening to the Prestige TV podcast and I was just listening to um, the episode for one and two of Barry, the final season. They were talking to Bill Hader about it. And he spoke about that exact thing, about when they were screenwriting and, you know, sort of in the writer's room trying to figure out what's going on. They always went back to, well, how are the characters feeling and what do they need? You know, do they need comfort so they return home? Do they need a friend? How are they feeling in this moment and how does that um, dictate what happens based on their needs? But there's none of that emotional depth in this film. This film is, it's not, it's not that. It's a series of clips of references to a video game. Well, it is. 
it's not it's not held together with any glue mm. it's not held together with any themes or narrative or anything interesting that the film is trying to say it's not being subversive it's not being like there's nothing going on it's just emptiness underneath it yeah. and you made fun of the sort of workism crowd or anti-workism crowd at the beginning it's very funny watching them go in two directions. So on the one hand, it's woke because Princess Peach is, you know, independent and can do what she wants. But then we're also the problem because we have an issue with Chris Pratt. And if Chris Pratt's in it, then they have to like the film because they really want to defend him and his, mm. you know, ideological stances. And so they can't even figure out how they feel about it as well. <laughs> like, I just... yeah. I don't know. And yeah, it's making millions and millions of dollars because parents <laughs> taking their kids to a movie, which they like. Which is fine. Yeah, uh, that's so detached from the, yeah. the wokest <laughs> debates. Maybe we're becoming old man Yazzle Cloud. Maybe. You know. Entirely possible. In our old age. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Can you give us a rating, Sinead? Oh, I always forget I have to do this. It's literally the whole thing of the pod. <sighs> One and a half stars. Okay. A whole star for that little opening sequence in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Half star for the fact that it's cool that a movie was made about Mario. Yeah, I think I agree. I can't give me anything more than one and a half stars. It was very beautiful looking, though. Looks great. The animation was Yeah. You stop noticing the 3D after a while, though, and it just looks like any other film, so I'm mm. still not on board with the gimmick of 3D, but, you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's us, Sine. It, about... it happened. I mean, <laughs> that guy wasn't brothers. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a huge back catalogue, so you can get amongst okay. that. I think Twitter still exists at this point in time today, but it might be gone by the time. Well, the blue ticks are gone, so it's only a matter of time. But they're inventing them again. Twitter is going to be interesting. Oh, God, yeah. That would be absolutely fascinating. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 